Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's me again. I know it's been a while. <clears throat> I even have show notes today. Look at me being all professional. Before I get into the crux of the situation, the, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of this episode, this podcast, this glorious audio extravaganza that you're about to experience, let me start by thanking the fine folks at StreamYard, StreamYard.com. Now, they are not officially a sponsor of At Home with Craig or its creator or any of that stuff. They did, however, provide a free upgraded version of their um, web platform. It's not really a software. It's their web platform for making podcasts and streaming and doing online webinars and, and all that stuff. So if you're looking to stream, if you're looking to record both audio and video, look no further. It's worth the price no matter what it is to use their software. Now I had seen their I had seen their <clears throat> their platform before people on YouTube use it to do live streams and people on Facebook because it just works. It it's out, you know, it's great. It puts your your stuff out there, and there's not a lot of bells and whistles, which you don't really need, if we're being honest. If you're just a casual guy like me, you know, a regular regular Joe, if you will, in any town USA, then this is fine for you. If you're doing something like um, Murders Only in the Building kind of podcast, then you would want something better. Speaking of which, have you seen it? Have you seen season three? No spoilers, but oh my God, I love that show. I love the whole idea of people talking like this for their podcasts. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, stuff like that. I love that. I wish I could do that more often. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll try to play around with that a little bit. All right, enough about that. So like I said, I have show notes. I've got everything I need to get going. So let's get into this. And hopefully, unlike the last attempt at recording this episode there won't be any echoes or other sound phenomena that gets in the way <clears throat> so the title of this episode is identity crisis and webster our old buddy noah webster defines this as the distinguishing character or personality of an individual individuality the relation established by psychological identification now, why do I bring this up? Why am I talking about this? What what has transpired in my life, if you will, to lead me to this point where I must get the word out to you fine people? Have you ever had a crisis of identity? What about imposter syndrome? Now, I know they're not really the same, but for purposes of this episode, we're going to say that they're close enough for our chat today. I know you're saying, get to the point, Craig. You always take too long to get to the point. Okay, okay, fine. Hands up. Fine, uh, I'll get there. Why am I talking about this? And yes, I know I kind of missed the one-week promise again, but honestly, I think some of you all would faint if I ever hit that mark. I mean, sure, I get really close sometimes, but I'm not right dead center of the bullseye. I think this time it was like eight or nine days in between, which is a vast improvement over what I've done before. <clears throat> Anywhere, where was I? Oh, right, identity. So have you ever thought to yourself, I know who I am and where I came from? I mean, with absolute certainty. I used to feel that way. Then just like that poor old 
coyote and those of a certain age will relate to this. A big old anvil fall right on my poor noggin and, and knock me for a loop. Now, why is this important? In the grand scheme of things, it's not, but I think identity or how we how we see ourselves, how we view ourselves and identify ourselves, if you will, has a lot to do with how we live our lives. Now, I was raised, you're, you're a Catholic, you're Polish, you're Irish, and German. No ifs, ands, or buts, no further discussion. This is how it is. On your father's side, you're Polish. Your grandfather's people were Polish. Your grandmother's people were Polish as far back as anyone knows. Now, <clears throat> I don't know that anyone in my immediate family has really done, and I done a deep dive into that to see whether all my grandmother's relatives Polish. I don't know. But that's what we were told, and that's what we were led to believe. And then that's how I grew up. I'm a Polak, I'm Irish, I'm German, I'm whatever. And I was fine with that <clears throat> for a very long time. And then a few decades ago, I was going to school for real estate in New Jersey, taking a night class. And there was an old Russian or Jewish woman, probably Russian. And she saw my name probably on a sheet of paper or something, or I don't know. That's not important. But she said, where are you from? And I told her, as far as I know, <clears throat> I'm Polish. And she said that she basically boiled down to she didn't think so because of where my my name, you know, like the name, according to her, was from Russia. And that set me down a short path. I didn't really delve deeply into it because, honestly, it's like, oh, that's cool, but it doesn't really matter. And somewhere along the way, at least I got into my head that we were Russian Jews. Why does that matter? It really doesn't. But when you're raised a Catholic and this is how you're brought up, that can knock you for a loop. Like, oh, by the way, maybe we are, maybe we are Russian and maybe we are Jewish. So for a long time, I said that I was a member of the tribe. And apologies to my friend Shelly who is a Jew from North Jersey now living in, in our, um, Las Vegas, or right, out of, right outside of Las Vegas. I'm sorry. My apologies. Apparently, I'm <clears throat> an imposter and really not Jewish. How did we find this out? My sister had some stuff a while ago, and she did a DNA test. And we are not Russian. We are not Jewish. We may be Lithuanian. I don't know what percentage of that we are, but somewhere in my grandfather's family, there, there was a Lithuanian or two. Probably at least two, but we'll leave that for another day. So where was I? Oh, right. Um, so I thought that's what we were. And what, you know, I thought I was Polish, and I even at one point joined the Polish Slavic Federal Credit Union in North Jersey. Great institution, great people. You had to prove that you were one of those two, you know, one of those two people. So we did the paperwork and the guy said, you know, before I can let you join, how do we prove that you are Polish or Slavic? And I said, well, my last name is Ignatowicz. And he said, good enough. So we went with that and I joined and that was fine. And a, a quick aside, when I was in sub school, 
guys in my class would ask me about that and my friend James Cates. So James, if you're listening, thank you very much for this. I told him, you know, my last name was Ignatovich. And that was during the height of the Cold War. And, you know, that's what I was fighting against. So he started calling me comrade. And I'm like, shh, don't, don't say that because that'll get me kicked out of sub school. Luckily, I never got kicked out. But it was fun while it lasted. And there, was a, there are a lot of Ignatowitzes in, in the world, a lot more than I ever thought. You know, I, I foolishly thought that it was like just boiled down to us and we were it. But there's a lot out there with the same last name, some with almost the same name spelled I-C-Z instead of I-T-Z, which I think had a lot to do with the people at Ellis Island, idiots that they were. I know they were overwhelmed and they were in a thankless job, and I understand all that, but they changed a lot of spellings, mine included in that. So are they are they Polish? Are they Are they Russian? I don't know. I've never really spoken to any. There was one that I ran into on Facebook. She had the same name as my oldest child, just spelled slightly different, but the last name was spelled the same. So who knows? Maybe they're Polish. Maybe they're Lithuanian. Maybe they're Russian. Maybe they're something else. I really don't know. I'll have to dig deeper into that at some point and really figure it out. Maybe like find somebody that does this for a living and and get their take on it. But Getting circling back to what I said. So growing up, this this had a lot to do with with my perceptions of things and how I thought about things. And ultimately it doesn't really matter. And why the Jewish thing? Well, growing up where I did in central Jersey, there was a lot of Jewish people and a lot of synagogues. And there's probably a lot of Jews in my high school, and I just never really paid any attention to it. People were people and it didn't matter what their nationality was. I never really cared all that much about who people were as long as they were decent people. I didn't care. And that was as far as that went, but I always felt this affinity, I guess, for all things Jewish, whether it was watching movies or seeing something on TV or just whatever. I I felt drawn to their to their customs and their, you know, how they did things and oh, what is it what I'm looking for? Their, um, oh, God, I can't think of the word now, but just the way they did things, their pageantry, I guess, and their rituals and, and whatnot. I just felt drawn to that. So when I thought that there was a possibility that we were Jewish, I said, great, that explains a lot. And my girlfriend, God bless her, even went out and bought me um, some things so I could celebrate Hanukkah. She bought me the menorah. The first one was battery operated. We we have dreidels and we have uh, a mensch on the bench, which is kind of like their version of Elf on the Shelf. We named ours Moisha because why not? Probably because I watched um, the, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on on Hulu, or I'm sorry, Amazon Prime. So Moish is just a cool name. So I went with that, and if my children are listening, or my ex is listening, we're not Ashkenazi Jews, sorry. There's just nothing in our DNA that says that we are. So all those things that you thought were true are not. We're just us. We're just plain old folk, really. And that's, at the end of the day, 
like I said, you are who you are. It doesn't matter, you know, if you thought you were one way and now you're not. It doesn't matter <clears throat> all that much where your family came from. And there's there's the entire argument of nurture versus nature versus environment versus everything ad nauseum until you're blue in the face, really. What makes us up is a unique set of experiences and DNA certainly plays a part in it. How your family acted or how your family acted toward you has a lot to do with it. But ultimately, how you see yourself, it's how you see yourself. And I'm not going to get into the whole identity politics thing because I think most of that is just a bunch of BS. And it's it's really just a load of crap in, in many instances where I identify as this, I identify as that. You're, you're you, okay? There's no, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Obviously, I I lost my way, so I will will follow the breadcrumbs back to where I was and start over again. The other thing I want to touch on was that imposter syndrome. Now, there are a, a lot of definitions for it. There's a lot of different ways that people have takes on it, and they're all probably valid in some form or fashion. For me, it's getting in behind this microphone or next to this microphone or whatever and doing this podcast. I don't want to say every week because it's not every week, but as often as I can do it, it's me getting in front of this microphone and just doing it and feeling like, why are you here? You have no business to be here. You know, you're not, you're not a podcaster. And that's, that's a load of crap too, because if you have a mic and you have a means of putting your voice out there, whatever the platform is, whether it's anchor, like I use or, um, Spotify or wherever, wherever your voice is is cast to, then you are a podcaster. You may not be prolific like a lot of the ones out there, and you may not have a voice like this, and you may not speak like this, and you may not do true crime podcasts, which apparently, according to some, are the only air quotes here real podcasts. But you know, it's your podcast. Do with it as you will, and just be happy with it. It's, you know, it's like I I have two books that I'm working on and I know I've been working on them for a while and I haven't made a lot of progress, but you, you write or type in this case, so you can't write anymore. You don't force it and you get, you come back to it. So one is a, a fiction novel that's based partially in the old West around civil war times or post-civil war, I guess would be better. And then partially takes, um, partially takes place in modern times. However, modern, I don't know yet, but more recent than the Civil War anyway. So I've got quite a few chapters into that. I've got 10,000 words, 12,000 words, maybe 16,000 words. I don't know. I'd have to look and see. And that's a lot of words to type. And I do a stream of consciousness kind of thing where I just type. And I don't care if the ideas are stupid or not. I just type and type and type and say, okay, that's enough for today usually a thousand or 2000 words a day and I'm, I'm good, but I can't edit as I go because I will stop and I will rewrite everything. So at some point I'm going to finish it or finish a big chunk of it and then dump it in someone's lap and say, here, you, here you go. You figure this out, you know, get out the red pen and correct what you think needs correcting. And then I'll go back over it 
and then I'll either finish the book or I'll can you know I'll continue writing. The other book and the working title of that is I Got on the Plane, which is kind of obvious if you read the book when it's finished. It's about my journey to get to where I am now. All the good things, bad things, warts and all, you know, and what a spoiler, I am not the hero of this story as much as I would like to be. I'm just I'm just really not the hero of this story. So and I will never say that I ran to California. I got here as quickly as I could with a purpose. I, I came with a purpose in mind and I did everything kind of purposefully for the most part, starting on day two of being here. And I've just been living my life and doing my thing. And um, you know, I got the insurance thing going and that's great. So I think that's enough for today. I think I rambled on long enough. I may come back to this again. The upshot is you're you and you're the only one that can be you. And I know that sounds trite and therapy and sappy, but you're the best you that you can be. No one else can ever take your place. So figure out as much or as little as you want to what makes you you, what makes you tick. You know, check under the hood to see how things work. And then close the hood and never look back and just be happy with who you are, the things you've accomplished and where you've made it to life. And just go go with that. As always, I hope you got something out of this. I hope you learned something from it. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please pass it along to your friends. Give them the link. Tell them where they can find my podcast. And maybe look for my book in fine airport gift shops everywhere as you're waiting for your next flight. Hopefully, it'll be out sooner than later. As always, just my two cents worth. Your mileage may vary. God bless every one of you. I love you all and have a great week.